get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Ribs and BK. BK still out on special assignment, so I've got Alex Ferrario filling in for BK today. I am Jamie Rivers. We got T-Bone on the board. It is 11.32 a.m. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, unofficial licensed Rolex jeweler. Now to go to the celebrity hotline, Brown and Crouppen celebrity hotline, joined by the one and only Mark Spector, senior columnist for Sportsnet.ca. On Twitter, at Sportsnet Spec. Mark, how are we doing today, bud? No, doing all right. Getting ready to go up here in uh, one of the hub cities. And got about a 1,000 hockey people in my town here. So uh, sounds like I won't be getting out on the golf course anytime soon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> now, that's actually where I, I uh, we've got to go with this, is teams arriving, what, mostly yesterday into the bubble. And I think we're learning... Uh, every hour that goes by, something a little unique about the bubble. But in, in your opinion, uh, start positively here that the NHL has, I believe, everybody has tested negative upon arrival to the bubbles. Am I correct with that? Yeah, that's the word they sent out today. And, you know, we all, the only sort of possible hole in this NHL return theory, and we've all been studying all the sports, and we see there's some holes out there, gentlemen. Uh, the hole in the, in the NHL series was phase three, when all the teams gathered in their own cities, you know, across North America, and they weren't in bubbles, right? They were going to practices, then they were all going home on their own recognizance, and we were hoping that, you know, that the teams in the states that are really suffering particularly, you know, like in Arizona Coyotes or, uh, or Tampa or Florida or Dallas, we're hoping that that wouldn't be the phase that tripped up one of those teams, and We've got them here now in the bubble. Everybody was obviously responsible, and they got here safely. And I honestly think that now that everyone's inside this bubble here, uh, you know, I don't want to jinx anything, but the chances of COVID taking over this thing have gone down quite a bit since everybody's arrived healthy here. Well, and that's where I was going to go next with it, Mark. Uh, just the confidence moving into this bubble now with teams there getting over that uh, that essential hump that NHL was going to have with the training camp. How positive are you that we are going to see this thing through and see a Stanley Cup champion? Well, I, I think it's pretty good. You know, I, I, I mean, I hope for the NHL and the fans of the NHL that we pull this thing off. It would be catastrophic to see it have to stop halfway like we might be looking at with baseball here um but you know i mean the only threats here are you know some guy leaving the bubble and going out to a bar or something that's that's an offense that could be met with expulsion from the playoffs i just don't see it happening um more so you know people who work in the hotels right they do go home at night and then they come back and they get tested before they go to work here um you know, the fact that the NHL was wise enough to, uh, under some pressure, 
you know, they were pressured. They wanted to go to at least one American market, guys. But the fact that they, they said, no, we're going up to Edmonton and Toronto and, and the COVID numbers here in northern Alberta are, are really, really, you know, small. So the chance, let's say we were in Dallas right now, the chance of that restaurant worker showing up and infecting people in Edmonton is a heck of a lot less here. So I like the chances. I think they've got them safely in a bubble. And uh, I know that they're, the screws are down in that bubble. Like no one is getting out and no one's coming in. Mark, I want to dive into some of the matchups a little bit because this is going to be obviously a unique tournament slash playoffs that we're dealing with this year. And let's isolate the Western Conference. For you, obviously an Edmonton guy, the Oilers' big matchup against the Blackhawks. What's intriguing to you about some of the playoff series, the ones that are the play-in series, that, you know, there's maybe some storylines here that could pop up or maybe we might have a couple upsets. Anything that jumps off the page at you? Well, it's kind of funny because my theory when picking, every time the playoffs start, my boss phones and says, hey, everyone's boss in our business, right? Hey, pick your <laughs> pick the eight series. And I always say that you better pick at least two upsets in the first round. And most often there's three or four. So does the qualifying round count as that now, gentlemen? Is it, do we expect in, in eight series in the qualifying round, of, should I be picking two upsets? I'm not sure. You know, I, I can't see a 12th place Chicago Blackhawks team that gives up the most chances in the National Hockey League who traded away Robin Leonard and their other goalie, Corey Crawford, has barely practiced. I just cannot see that team beating the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't, see, I can't see the 12th place Montreal Canadiens knocking off Pittsburgh. I just can't see it. So, you know, maybe in the middle parts, like Winnipeg plays Calgary out here. And uh, that's going to be a good series. Winnipeg's a way better team. I know folks in St. Louis see them a fair bit, but Winnipeg's a better. They, they played an unhealthy, beat-up lineup all year, and now they're real healthy, and they're really, really good. I would fear Winnipeg, whoever was playing them. So let's see. It, it, I'm kind of intrigued to see if we get our first-round upsets here in the qualifying round, and then in the next round, are we going to get more upsets? I don't know. This whole thing's new for all of us. Well, and that's where I was going to go with this one next, Mark, because when you look at the four teams that are just doing the round robin, now they have a little bit of an advantage because they're going to be playing essentially four games before their real you know, lives depend on staying in the bubble or not for a chance at the Stanley Cup. So of the four teams, meaning the Blues, Avalanche, Golden Knights, and Stars, who do you feel like is more likely to be upset in that uh, first round? And please be careful with your answer. <laughs> Trent Lightly. <laughs> Yeah, right. No, no, I, listen, you won't find a Canadian that looks at the St. Louis Blues and sees them as an easy mark here. Like they're, you know, obviously they won the cup and they're just, a, they were first place again. And they're a really, really, really good team. They may get upset, gentlemen, but that's probably the series that I will pick incorrectly. How about that? Um, you know, the team, I think the team that, that, that I would say might be in the toughest spot might be a team like Dallas. Uh, you know, I don't know this area of advantage. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Don't the, there's four teams that get the bye. Don't they just play three games? Don't they all play each other once? Yeah, they do. They get one exhibition game, and then, and then they roll round into round. the the round robin. So, yeah, three round robin games. Okay, so they'll get their three round robins, and everyone gets an exhibition. So, you know, I'll be interested to see those three round robins. Like, there's no way they're contested at the same level that the qualifying series are contested at, right? Like, you just can't, 
match the emotion when the result really doesn't matter. It's not do or die. You know, you could lose all four games and you're still going to the next round or all three games. So I guess for me will be the team coming out of the qualifying will have played some do or die hockey here and they will have an advantage on the, you know, game one of the series. After that, the other team's going to keep the St. Louis's Dallas, Colorado, they're going to catch up here. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, if, if I was sitting, if, if I was a better, I might go to Vegas and I might bet the qualifying team in the, in the first round. I might bet him in game one in every series because I think they're going to have an advantage. Talking with Mark Spector, senior columnist for Sportsnet.ca, on Twitter, at Sportsnet Spec. Mark, with that being said, do you feel like the team that has, you know, in the situation, I guess, like the Blues that are all familiar with each other, don't have a lot of turnover, and then their coach has that uh, that mindset implanted into these guys, do you feel like the coaching staff and that roster is going to be an advantage for a team once that 16-team playoff format opens up? Oh, yeah. Listen, what the Blues went through last year, uh, no one else has that, right? You know, and every year, remember this, guys. Like, let's say, who won the year before? Washington Capitals. Um, that team's been split up a little. They got all their main guys, and they know how to win. Don't get me wrong. But the team that won last year and is largely together again, uh, they get to skip a whole bunch of steps of, you know, of those. I mean, Jamie, you'd know this. Uh, there's just the little intangible things that help you win when the chips are down, man. When you know, I was going to say in, in May and June, but I guess this month or this year, <laughs> July and, or August and September, um, those St. Louis Blues have something no one else has. And, and it's, you know, they earned it, right? They earned it by winning last year. So, yeah, Craig Berube doesn't have to say certain things. He doesn't have to explain certain situations because it's all muscle memory for these guys. They know in a in game what's needed, when it's needed, who needs to do it. So for sure, it's St. Louis earned an advantage by winning the cup last year, and they take that advantage in the playoffs this year. There's no question about that. All right, Mark, we know how hard it is to repeat, especially in the salary, salary cap era. Now the Blues have a good chance at that, and obviously here in St. Louis, we're pulling for them. The question I have for you, and it, it kind of struck a chord with me over the weekend, is if the St. Louis Blues are able to repeat Will it be based upon the excellent play of their veteran guys that have continued to bring it night in and night out? Or will it be because some young guys have stepped up and added to their game and really brought it to a new level to push the Blues through? Yeah, I think that uh, history tells us that every year that a team wins, and I'll go back to dynasty teams like the Oilers or the New York Islanders, you know, the base you know, we know who the, the who sets the template in in St. Louis, right? You know, it's Petrangelo, it's Pareko, it's it's Tarasenko, it's O'Reilly, it's you know the the we all know who the leaders are there. But every time that a team wins again, it's because there's a new wave that comes. You know, I remember the Oilers won a Stanley Cup back in 1990. And they weren't supposed to win. They'd won four in five years or six years, and no one thought they'd win. And the major reason they won was a line of these young guys named Adam Graves and Martin Jelena and Joe Murphy. And someone on among the younger, less expected people on that St. Louis Blues lineup is going to have a hell of a playoff if they're holding the Stanley Cup two and a half months from now. We're going to look back on a line, and we're going to go, whew, we didn't think that line could do it. 
or look at that defenseman. They had a bunch of injuries, and this kid came out of nowhere and gave us 18 solid minutes a night. Uh, I would be surprised if, you know, if they just played it out exactly as they did last year at O'Reilly wins the Smythe and Petrangelo's, you know, their best defenseman every night, and Bennington's as good as he was this year as he was last. Something's got to be different, right? It just, the book never seems to read the same way one spring after the next, does it? No, exactly. It's always a different story every time. So, Mark, I can't thank you enough for joining us here on Monday morning talking about our Edmonton bubble and the Western Conference. Uh, if you can, please go follow him at Sportsnet Spec on Twitter. Mark, thanks a lot for joining us today, man. All right, boys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mark.